peek behind the curtain of the Softly Training Lab with the Softly Performance Podcast. The pinnacle of human performance is out there, and we intend to find it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Softly Human Performance Lunch and Learn series. So this is again chapter two. This time we're exploring episode two. So we're still within sleep, but we're looking at how it's relevant uh, to the to the tactical community specifically. Um, so George was mentioning last time that he had some kind of personal experiences in terms of running on on sleep deprivation and having to operate at night and things like that. And we know that that's, that's super common across the community from... The, the kind of the military guys who are potentially having to deliberately operate at night to EMTs and fire and, and, and police who are perhaps working like alternating or rotating shifts. Um, so today we're hoping to get into some of the, some of the kind of the, the reasoning, the thinking behind why we, we feel that not only understanding, but also then leveraging sleep is, is going to be, be super important. It actually... <laughs> When we go ahead and dive into this topic, it's it's always a, a conversation that a lot of people have uh, opinions about. And mm-hmm. I, I want to go ahead and open this show up, especially this chapter and this episode with, again, these are just things that we've seen work and these things that have become facts for us in terms of like how to help people become better sleepers. Um, that's because it's a thing. I think sleeping is a skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a skill that, you know, keeps you alive and keeps you moving throughout the day and helps, you know, manage the the biological sources in the system and the psychological functions as well. So yeah, you know, when we come down talking about leveraging and and how we want to go ahead and look at that, it does really come down to, again, going back to this idea of self-awareness or being able to take accountability, being like, all right, I'm in charge of my sleep. Maybe I know if I'm training for a specific event or I'm getting ready to go into a school or I'm getting ready to go on a, a, a deployment for the military personnel of like, oh, hey, I'm getting ready to go fight uh, a wildland fire and I know my sleep's going to be really crap and I haven't been able to, you know, that's just part of the season and that's kind of what I have to do. Um, first responders who are on night shift all the time, those kinds of things, those things matter and those things is is pretty important to look at and be like, how do we go ahead and keep ourselves healthy and create that longevity, especially when we have to do that because it is our job. Yeah, I mean, we, we touched at the back end of last episode about how we were saying that the the kind of the, how important cultural norms are, and I know with with some of George, some of your your psychology work you've been doing with school, it's this idea of of um, things that kind of a I can't remember how you termed it. It's like acceptable if if it's if it's kind of culturally acceptable, it's okay. How how did you word that again? I'm it was it, sorry. It was the idea of oh, the definition of abnormal, right? So mm. the definition of abnormal is something that's being done out of out of the norm of the normal. So pretty much that means pretty if everyone around you is sleeping four or five hours a night, that becomes their normal. So yeah. there's no, there, but when you start sleeping seven and a half hours throughout the night and everyone else is sleeping five hours, you've now become the abnormal individual. Yeah, yeah. And, there, and there's kind of quite some, thank you for, for kind of <laughs> unbutchering that for me. There, there's some, there's, I think there's some really interesting things in that. Like like we were saying, we we know that the kind of culturally we can kind of start with the with the military we we value this idea of people being like working really hard being up early and 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 kind of almost like um like sleep and nighttime are there to be burned like be it doing like late and early morning training sessions be it being in the mess in the bar kind of having a having a beer with guys like 
that that idea of of staying up late and then getting up early and rolling on not very many hours of sleep is almost considered like a badge of honor um in in just the same way that the the kind of how we used to see physical training like we used to see the people that could smoke themselves day after day after day that was like a badge of honor we're slowly kind of coming away from that and changing the tide but i think i think sleep within kind of within that that lens within that that kind of sphere that's that's something that we've we've really got to work on on addressing um just because we're a, a bit like with with uh, smoking like how how kind of the research has come through to say actually maybe smoking's not a great idea <laughs> i think i think it's kind of the same thing with sleep now we're, it's almost impossible to argue that we shouldn't be getting seven eight nine hours of sleep um, and definitely something we'll, we'll dive into on the next episode is, is we understand that that's being pushed hard within kind of the athletic and the, and the performance sports circles and that logistically and physically it might not be possible to get kind of eight, nine hours of uninterrupted sleep within the tactical world. So we'll look next episode at, at kind of some tips and tricks of how you can, how you can kind of, uh, I hate to say hack, but how you can kind of leverage that to, to kind of work for you. Um, but yeah, th- as I said, this this episode is is going to be more looking at uh, kind of why it's relevant to the to the tactical world. Um, I want to start that off with saying, I think it is relevant right now, especially in the tactical world, and I think that's the reason why we are talking about this. When we open the door to look at why it's relevant for for individuals in the tactical community, I think the idea behind it comes down to how do we allow for them to go ahead and manage the stressors of their occupation time and time again. Mm. And the example of that, we can use a firefighter who gets called in the middle of the night on a fire, right? Doesn't know idea what the fire is just yet. But then as they start getting information about what's going on, hey, you have a two-story building that's on fire, has three kids in it, two parents, a dog and a cat we'll go that route <laughs> that then actually then elicts another response into the system so now you've you got woken up in the middle of your sleep but you probably haven't been sleeping well in general because that's probably that your norm and then now you have this elict of stress from the specific job of, of it at, at the same time and we had to look at that as a training load especially when we'd break down training load and stress load that then accumulates over time and if we don't create a way to manage it and manipulate it to our advantage, to our leverage, then that's when we start seeing burnout. And that's when we start seeing all these other, you know, problems from a physiological and a psychological standpoint. Mm. So why is it relevant? It's because it actually is going to save your life. Yeah. And we, and we can look at the, well, you will carry on with your, with your example, George, you look at the firefighter when they, when they arrive on the scene, we know that the kind of the things they're going to be asked to do are going to be physically can you physically get this job done and we know that lack of sleep has severe ramifications and impacts on that we'll kind of dive into that in a second we know that in terms of making the right decision in under pressure again cognition we know that lack of sleep has significant implications on that and then you i guess you could kind of look at this as a before but also an after kind of like george was saying in terms of the health and longevity side of things this this idea of like emotional regulation so how do you how do you tolerate how do you how do you kind of survive seeing the stuff you're seeing being put under immense stress how do you kind of process those emotions yep again we know sleep has a massive kind of impact on on that and that's Um, and so carrying on with that how do we look at sleep as relevant and we can look at sleep in three ways 
right? Sleep helps us recover from a physical aspect. It helps us recover from a skills learning aspect. And then it lets us recover from an emotional trauma type aspect, meaning that, hey, depending on whatever it is that you just got done doing for the day, if it was learning a new skill, if it was you going out and running for eight hours, or if it was you in a gunfight, or you went to go take care of this fire, or you're an LEO who came up on a scene where you had to go ahead and draw your weapon and everything else like that, and it sent your central nervous system through the roof. All of those things can be manipulated and worked through and healed with sleep. Mm. Think about that, right? So how do we go ahead and, again, that's the reason why everyone's like, well, if we increase people's sleep in PTSD, TBI, what happens to them? They start to start lowering their symptoms because the sleep is actually now healing the system. The same thing when people go ahead and learn a new, learn something new, they start learning a new skill in a low stress environment or, or such. They sleep, they again can learn that even more. It's like a memory, it's like a memory uh, saver while you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. And then when we're physically, you know, exerting ourselves, our body needs to repair from a muscular uh, standpoint, from a central mm. nervous system standpoint, yeah. from a body, like I can go down all those things. So when we look at sleep, it attacks those three things to help us recover and heal the system so that we can keep living our, our, at, to our, our potential and to um, peak performance if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. And, and again, to kind of to, to name check Matt Walker, Dr. Matt Walker, who we, we talked about last, uh, last episode. Um, I'm again, I'm probably going to butcher this, but I remember him in, in the, uh, why we sleep book. He kind of talks about this idea that from an evolutionary perspective, um, sleep, particularly REM sleep, so rapid eye movement sleep, which is normally, uh, please correct me if, if I'm kind of going off here, George, but REM sleep is normally more the, where we see like a lot of the, the cognitive, a lot of like the psychology, uh, sorry, psychological and emotional kind of processes happening that during, during REM sleep, what, what we're able to do as humans is to kind of replay and, and process experiences and memories and things we've had during the day, but to, in theory, it should then strip the emotion out of that. So we, we kind of, can remember and, and understand that if you touch the stove, it's going to be really hot and it's going to burn your hand. But by taking the emotion out of it, we don't constantly kind of um, keep having that fight or flight, that sympathetic response every time we see the stove, because we we kind of we've got rid of that, but we have the information to know not to touch it in the future. And and that's something that he um, uh, he, he, I think he was looking at some research. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to dive back in, but they were thinking that like one possible theory with, with PTSD in particular is that somehow the brain's ability to strip the emotion out of the memory kind of breaks down. So, so rather than, rather than being able to process the experience or experiences that, that you've kind of gone through that have caused the PTSD because the 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 brain can't strip the emotion out it kind of almost gets stuck the body the brain knows it has to do it but can't so that's why we kind of get those cyclical like repetitions of of uh of, of like flashbacks and things like that so it's really cool that you just bring out that whole standpoint because the way we can look at this idea of 90 minute sleeps uh a 90 minute sleep cycle the goal is to build on them because again it gets you into REM sleep right when we go through that 90 minute cycle we go through a process of you know, no sleep, light sleep, into REM sleep, deep sleep, and you're right back out of it, right back into it again, and it's undulating effect. Well, what Matt's trying, what Matt's saying pretty much is 
the body and the mind needs the body to, that needs to sleep and get multiple different REMs, multiple REM cycles in it because the the more REM cycles you get, the deeper it is able to go ahead and detach itself from that emotion to allow for itself to heal. So the reason why we're seeing now PTSD flashbacks, these dreams is because when it happened, the person probably wasn't able to get eight hours of sleep afterwards. Guess what they had? Guess what happened? It was a three hour, four hour sleep, some naps. So again, the lack of accumulation of REM sleep gave them the inability to not recover from said situation. So now when we start accumulating multiple amounts of REM sleep within a night and then over consistency overnight, your body will naturally start healing itself from this emotional tie that you have to it. Mm, yeah, that's it. And, and again, it kind of from a, it's always dangerous when you have like a, a theory that seems logical because it makes you kind of, well, obviously three and two make four, you know, it, it makes you want to kind of blur it to like blur the answers to, to fit your theory. Um, but from a, like an evolutionary perspective in terms of surviving, like as a, as a caveman, it would make sense that this kind of, this kind of uh, almost inbuilt system is in, in, in play. Um, and I, I think one of the, the areas they were looking at with kind of PTSD and, and TBIs and stuff like that was, was again, trying to, trying to sort of fix like the neurochemistry in, in terms of allowing those, those, like George is saying, allowing those phases of REM sleep to, to kind of play out, to effectively try and um, process the, the memory and, and things. Um, so it'd be super interesting seeing where that goes over, over the next sort of few years of, of research and, and progress. Well, if we're going to go down into some evolution too, and this is something that I, I just kind of stumbled upon again, don't know how I did it, but the, the idea of how primates, evolved with their sleeping for the longest time you know they would tie themselves up in trees and they would sleep on these trees but what happens when you get into this rapid eye movement your body becomes this very just (laughs) mush of of kind of like power you you get like like paralysis don't you like 100 percent correct and what happens is with 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 the primates having to go ahead live their day and they had to build their bed every single night they weren't able to go ahead and get to that REM sleep because think about it, if you go that mush and you're hanging above the ground, that can feel really weird and become very um, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Not thought about it like that before. Yeah, so the idea was like as they started moving themselves and they started learning how to protect themselves and they started being able to sleep on the ground, they were actually able to kick into REM sleep. Okay. Which then started developing this idea, which is why, again as evolved, yeah, yeah, as yeah. evolution started to grow. So a little nugget there. I don't know how true that is, but it's something that I felt stumbled upon. And again, yeah. two plus two equals four. I was like, <laughs> interesting, huh? Yeah, it kind, of, it kind of makes sense though, I think. Um, and and so, so yeah, we've, we've kind of talked a little bit about the, the REM sleep and, and George was saying about um, how it can like have a real severe impact on learning and stuff. I'm guessing from from being a, an instructor in the schoolhouse, you probably saw that firsthand in terms of like if the, if the guys had... had been running through a hard training cycle or a hard training phase and were rolling on lack of sleep kind of their performance within the like kind of the, the quite technical stuff that you were teaching was did, did you notice that at all like did you notice any effects that's actually a really good question um no okay i saw more guys just fall asleep than have <laughs> right. problems and and, and okay I wouldn't want to say no. There was times, for example, when you have the RTO who has to set up HF communications. They have to build an antenna, make sure the antenna is the right length to go ahead and get the distance, the way they want to shoot through the ozone layer, how they want to do X, Y, and Z, as well as like, okay, what frequencies are going to work with this antenna if we're going HF? 
or someone who's doing a satellite communication who has to work off the tough book. Yes, have I seen people or have I seen guys, especially myself, have, in, have trouble to kind of like remember like how do I do this? Yes, but at the same time, as I got an experience of doing it over and over and over and over and over again, it didn't matter where I was at in terms of sleep deprivation. It just kind of naturally happened. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of like a hardwired skill almost. A hundred percent. And then when things started not to go that way, then I had to realize, oh, I had to cognitively start troubleshooting, right? Mm. And kind of look at it. So it's similar the idea here with sleep for me. Um, yeah. At the same way as when I look at these kids who are going into the schoolhouse or even myself, I remember you know, when I went through the schoolhouse for, uh, recon school, I remember going through in the back end of like our hell week or not even hell week, but it's like our last big push for, um, graduation and it's, it's it's kicking the dick. And I remember being, you're up pretty much every single night because you're patrolling at nighttime. You're observing during the day, you're patrolling at nighttime, you're observing during the day, you're patrolling at nighttime, you're observing during the day. And, you know, as a student, if you, (laughs) If you don't get, um, you know, if your team doesn't set up, you know, is efficient enough to go ahead and get in some kind of a rest plan, your guys are awake the whole time. Mm-hmm. So you start seeing guys fall asleep on posts. You start seeing guys fall asleep trying to program a radio. You see a guy fall asleep looking through MVG, looking through his like binos and it looks like he's trying to stay awake. You start seeing dudes, you know, fake the funk of holding their sleeping while they're doing things. Now, is it smart to fall asleep in a hide site like that? No. Yeah. Because guess what? You could be killed. So it's like that extreme there. Well, I was, I was just going to say like off the back of that, that that again is another one of those things that underlines like how important sleep must be to hum- like to humans, both physiologically and psychologically, psychologically, in that I appreciate that it's simulated during training, but you're still like in a, in a kind of a virtual like life or death situation where you've got it. You've got to like look through that site. You've got to be on stack. And if you're not, then you're like, you're putting your whole team, your whole kind of your whole, uh, um, like, like fire team or whatever, you're putting them at risk and still like your, I guess your, your kind of inbuilt physiology is saying nah, lights out, we're done. You know, like that to me, like that, I kind of can't almost can't quite comprehend that in terms of how how much importance the body has has evolutionary evolutionarily placed on sleep in that it would it would stop you literally stop you trying to like look out for your teammates and just shut down um and yet it's something that we, we're trying to kind of ignore and, and roll through the way that we simulated like how serious sleep was was you'd be you would be there would be consequences to it as well as possibly the patrol being failed, mm, the mission being yeah. failed as, as, and at times as a team yeah, and at times individually, because again, one person is responsible for, you know, you take care of the guy to the left and right. It's how I always looked at it. You know, I mean, I've walked into a hide site before as an instructor who I, I found off everybody asleep, the whole team, <laughs> yeah. seven dudes in a hide site, dude, asleep, just yeah, all yeah. racked out. Cause I didn't check on them for, and I do that sometimes, right? It's like, hey, I knew that. And it, we'll go to back to the story real quick. I'll go back to the story and finish. Sorry, it yeah, that was my out. bad. Um, I can walk in and take everybody's weapons. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that before. I've literally, I, I've had to, I probably have a video somewhere where I've walked in and be like, dads are sleeping. <laughs> and I start taking their weapons. And then it flashes to them doing eight counts um, yeah. <laughs> after yeah. I woke them up. So. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, when it comes to, the, uh, you know, how do we manage sleep and how do we make sure that we don't have, you know, 
sleep impair our ability to do our job. It's it's quite important for us to learn skills to help us sleep when in the right manner when we have when we have the ability to, right? Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. understand there's gonna be times where you can't, but again, it goes back to the idea of that give and take, right? At times I'm gonna have to take as much as I need from it to go ahead and allow for me to do X, Y, and Z, but I also better give back to it, meaning like when I'm not doing something really strenuous or I'm not working 48 hours or I'm not on a patrol with my teams or these kinds of things, I'm doing all the right things properly. Because then when it comes to the time when you're actually there, you then have the ability to keep yourself awake. You're cognitively there enough. You're physically there enough. You're emotionally Mm -hmm. there enough. And it, and it allows for you to go ahead and do your job to your best of your ability. Yeah. And and we, and we know, like, we know that we've, we've only really sort of touched on the, the cognitive, like the, the brain related side of things. We know that like the lack of sleep has so many other implications. Like we kind of talked about before, we know that, like your your endurance, your strength, your power, your speed, your reaction time, all those things get get blunted as, as kind of the, the body starts to go without sleep. We know that, I guess, kind of linked to that, like musculoskeletal injury risk goes through the roof. Yep. We know that pain sensitivity goes through the roof. So like, I guess when you when you think of something like basic training or going through the schoolhouse, like no wonder those injury numbers are so high. Like we're, we're kind of deliberately or not sleep deprived, sleep depriving people. And then we're we're kind of increasing the amount of, of physical training and exposure that they're that they're getting. So it's almost like a, a kind of a double whammy effect. Not only is the injury risk more likely to happen, if and when it does happen, it's going to suck more because your pain sensitivity is higher. Uh, it's yeah, it's nuts. So how is it relative to the tactical community? It's highly relative, and it's <laughs> going to help keep you alive. <laughs> so, but yeah, before we get too much further into you know. I guess the practical applications of it, I guess we should end it there for you guys and get ready to, um, you know, move on to the next chapter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll see you on episode three and we'll- uh, oh, I'm we'll sorry, def- episode three. Yeah. We'll, we'll dive We'll dive in some kind of practical take-homes and things that you can you can try and implement today to hopefully uh, kind of get your, get your sleep back in order. Word, let's do it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time.